If you're suffering from a serious health challenge or just want to protect your good health, I want to tell you about Metatrol Fermented Wheat Germ Extract from American Biosciences. Imagine every cell in your body working at peak performance, achieving enhanced energy, quality of life, and optimal immune system performance. More than 50 research articles in peer-reviewed medical journals describe fermented wheat germ extracts remarkable health benefits in a wide range of serious health challenges. Metatrol is the most potent fermented wheat germ extract ever produced, and it's it's the only one that's gluten-free. Just two Metatrol capsules daily supports your immune system, cellular health, and energy production. Rescue your mitochondrial function and optimize your energy with Metatrol fermented wheat germ extract. For more information and to order, go to theharmonycompany.com. That's theharmonycompany.com. Or call 800-422-5518. 800-422-5518. Use coupon code HOFFMAN20 at checkout and get a 20% first-time discount and free shipping. That's theharmonycompany.com. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and we've got lots to talk about this weekend. We're loaded to bear with stories, and we're going to share them with you during this hour. And we also want you to participate. You can call us at 877-726-8255, and you can, you can uh, pose a question or you can share a comment. Uh, we've got lots to talk about today. So uh, the lead story today, and we've got a bunch of stories to share with you, plus we've got uh, some of your recorded phone calls, 877-726-8255 is an opportunity to call and record a question. We'll take some of those later. The beginning of the end for forever chemicals. What are forever chemicals? Well, due to their chemical structure, these forever chemicals, otherwise known as PFAS, that's the PFAS stands for perfluoroalkyl substances. Uh, they're called forever chemicals for good reason. And it's due to the immense strength of the carbon-fluorine bond that is found in all PFAS compounds. It's actually one of the strongest known in chemistry, and that makes them incredibly persistent in the environment as well as in the human body. And they've been unleashed everywhere in our industrial and consumer applications. You'll find them in nonstick cookware, famously Teflon, in fast food wrappers, in water-resistant clothing, in furniture protection products, in firefighting foams, in lubricants, and in literally hundreds of other products. And these chemicals are ubiquitous. Research has linked them to a wide array of health effects including specifically testicular cancer, kidney cancer, but not just cancers, thyroid disease, cholesterol problems, birth defects, and many more. And there's news here from yesterday's edition of the Wall Street Journal. 3M settles for Emmer Chemicals litigation for up to $12.5 billion. And so this may be the beginning of the end for Forever Chemicals because this is actually one of the largest settlements involving litigation over products deemed to be health risks. And that includes lawsuits involving tobacco, opioids, and asbestos. 
And now PFAS is in the crosshairs. The lawsuits say the company's PFAS, which is used in firefighting foam, contaminated drinking water. It's a national class action settlement in a landmark environmental fight involving PFAS chemicals and firefighting foam. It was reached this last Thursday. 3M is going to pay between $10.5 billion and $12.5 billion, and the settlement will cover public water systems across the U.S. So they've been manufacturing and using the chemicals since the 1940s. Uh, so this is uh, really, really, I think, a turning point in our battle against industrial contamination. Now, the FDA has told us then from its testing, they're supposed to be the safeguards of our health. Uh, they have said no big problem here because uh, they sampled uh, foods and they found that in 718 food samples it tested, 701 had no detectable PFAS. But uh, they did find some PFAS in 17 samples, and all but three of the contaminated 17 samples were seafood. So you could say, well, you know, it's in seafood to a minimal degree, no biggie. So I am president of an organization called the Alliance for Natural Health. And our goal is to safeguard the public from big chemical industry, from big pharma, and from big government encroachment on our access to supplements. We have an SOS campaign, Save Our Supplements. But the Alliance for Natural Health is not just about saving our supplements. It's also about the environment. And so we wanted to find out if food really was as safe from PFAS as the FDA claims. And so we conducted a pilot study. And we used kale as our model because it's the archetypal healthy vegetable, right? You know, kale is healthy. You know, you make kale smoothies and you eat kale salad. And, you know, you think this is going to be something really beneficial for your health. So we sent team members from four different states to their local supermarkets and each bought a sample of either conventionally grown kale. Okay, you might say, well, conventionally grown kale, that's not as good as organic kale. Well, we also got samples of organic kale. And these were sent in special PFAS-free packaging to a leading lab that used the FDA's own validated methods for PFAS analysis. And here's what we find, kind of chillingly. All but one of the eight samples was found to be PFAS contaminated. We tested double the number of samples of kale tested by the FDA in three years. And that's, you know, we're a small organization and they're the U.S. government. And four out of four of the organic samples were found to be contaminated. So our, our pilot study shows why we should be very concerned about what the FDA is telling the American public, that the only real problems with PFAS in food are in drinking water, as was demonstrated in this lawsuit. It's about forever chemicals in water, uh, and seafood, which lives in our waterways. So how can their reassurances that we're safe from the ravages of PFAS be true when we found nearly 90% of kale samples we purchased to be contaminated? This really raises a serious question. Are U.S. regulatory agencies working to downplay a massive public health issue? Well, we're conducting a campaign. Uh, we want the public to wake up 
uh, and sound the alarm to U.S. regulatory agencies, notably the FDA and the EPA, over the seriousness of this issue. Because we need to understand just how much of our food is contaminated, and we need to come to terms with the fact that the problem might extend way beyond drinking water, as in the Wall Street Journal article, and seafood. Because remember that food is just one route by which we can be exposed to PFAS, and that PFAS accumulates in the human body. It's like we're sitting on a ticking time bomb that endangers our health and the health of our children, future generations. So we're raising money now to do more testing too. This is a pilot study and we want to do a more uh, authoritative, uh, complete study with the goal to force a federal ban on all 12,000 PFAS chemicals. And by the way, Europe is far ahead of us in cracking down on PFAS. We're behind the curve in our environmental controls in the U.S. So we're urging intelligent medicine listeners, I as president of the Alliance for Natural Health, please go to banpfas.org or anh-usa.org. Uh, more complete stories are available there. And if you see fit, if it's important to you, and I think it should be, Please make donations via banpfas.org or anh-usa.org because we are calling for a complete ban on these chemicals as soon as practically possible. We can't do anything about the PFAS that's already been unleashed in our environment. It is a forever chemical and it will remain uh, for uh, decades and centuries, but at least we can prevent adding to the toxic burden of PFAS that will threaten us and our progeny going forward. 877-726-8255, our number. Lots more to talk about on today's Intelligent Medicine. You can start calling. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate can be your strength. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including a recent Harvard study showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. The FDA recently issued a qualified health claim saying that high flavanol cocoa powder may help prevent cardiovascular disease. It may even be a helpful tool in managing cognitive decline. Flava Naturals Dark Chocolate Bars and Cocoa Powder deliver 5 to 9 times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate with great flavor and minimal sugar. Their secret is sourcing premium, high-flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. 
I use it every day. For more information and to order, just go to flavanaturals.com. There you'll find the extensive research behind Coco Flavanol's benefits and great recipes too. That's flavanaturals.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number. And we welcome your calls, uh, your questions, your comments. We've got uh, this hour and next to hear from you. So one of the things that uh, I endeavor to do is engage in something called TRF, time-restricted feeding, which uh, usually involves uh, getting up and exercising. And the other day, for example, uh, I got up fairly early. It was uh, 7 o'clock in the morning. I you know, read my newspaper, uh, made myself a cup of tea, got ready to go on a bike ride, took the bike ride. And uh, it was only around, uh, I guess it was around uh, 11 uh, that I got back. And at that time, I prepared myself a, a whey protein drink with uh, creatine and uh, other beneficial ingredients, including NT factor, uh, urolithin, and a bunch of stuff. I put some flaxseed oil in there, uh, mix it all together, sometimes with a half an avocado or maybe some uh, Flava Naturals, which is uh, a cocoa product. And uh, then uh, I'll have breakfast. And usually I don't have to have a humongous breakfast because uh, the whey protein uh, curbs my appetite. And indeed, uh, there's a very interesting study here. We'll also talk a little bit about a uh, study on time-restricted feeding. Uh, this study, whey protein pre-meal lowers postprandial glucose concentrations in adults. And what they found is something quite interesting is that uh, indeed, whey protein helps to regulate blood sugar. For those of you who suffer from uh, hypoglycemia, ups and downs of blood sugar, whey protein is great. Uh, also for metabolic syndrome, even for type 2 diabetes, uh, and possibly also for type 1 diabetes, because type 1 diabetes uh, also, uh, a little bit to a lesser extent, uh, is about diet, because it's also a lot about taking the right dosage and timing of insulin. But diet really matters even in insulin-dependent diabetes. So what they're saying here is that it helps regulate blood sugar. Okay, we get that. But also something very interesting happens when you take a whey protein pre-meal. And that is, has something to do with GLP-1. And GLP-1 is the target of some of these weight loss medications. Uh, glucagon-like peptide 1 is what's in Ozempic and Wegovi, and it's one of the ingredients in Munjaro, all these highly touted weight loss medications. Well, it says whey protein pre-meals may elevate plasma concentrations of GLP-1, which has an appetite blunting effect, helping you to lose weight. And certainly what it does is it prevents you from putting on feedback. Uh, having all that protein before a meal. You can do other things. You can also take a, a handful of almonds before a meal. That too has been shown to blunt appetite and stabilize blood sugar. Okay, here's another one. Early time-restricted eating 
can cut blood sugar fluctuations in prediabetes. How many Americans suffer from prediabetes? Probably uh, significant double digits, maybe as high as uh, 30, 40 percent of Americans, uh, perhaps even, you know, virtually half of Americans have a tinge of prediabetes. They're on the borderline. The hemoglobin A1C is 5.758. Uh, that's not diabetes. 6.2 or 6.4 consider the cutoff for true diabetes, but these are folks on the borderline. Uh, so the study showed that just one week of early time-restricted feeding cut fluctuations in blood sugar levels and reduced the amount of time that the blood sugar was elevated in people with prediabetes and a high BMI. These people were overweight, typical metabolic syndrome folks. Okay, so what's early time-restricted feeding? It's kind of different than what I do. It's the opposite because I uh, wait a long time before I eat. And sometimes, frankly, I'll have a snack uh, after dinner uh, before bed. I, I, you know, I'm one of those people that likes to go to bed with a little something in my stomach. But you extend the amount of time that I haven't eaten. That's called time-restricted feeding. We increase the window between uh, nighttime food intake and a.m. food intake to... Uh, 10, 12, 14, or even 16 hours. That's TRF. Well, they do it differently here with early time restricted feeding. The eating window is from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. So you can start eating at 8 a.m., which is practical for people who go to work because, hey, you don't want to go to work on an empty stomach and you may not have an eating opportunity at your job. A lot of people working from home these days, they're flexible, but if you have to commute and go to work, uh, this may be a better way to go. But you stop eating at 4 p.m. That's challenging. With 80% of your calories consumed prior to 1 p.m. So you front load your calories. And the researchers say, we found that just one week of early time restricted feeding reduces fluctuations in blood sugar levels and reduces the time that the blood sugar is elevated. Just one week. Imagine what would happen after a month or six months or a year or two or three years of adhering to that. Uh, so... Uh, the blood sugar went down, the time that the blood sugar stayed in the normal range uh, increased. And in addition, there was a small but noticeable reduction in inflammation. Yeah, you know, with just this diet change. So it's very, very interesting. They say this is a very small study, uh, but nonetheless, uh, larger confirmatory studies uh, may help us to understand the role that TRF has. And TRF has been maligned recently because there was a big study that says that, oh, time-restricted feeding doesn't make you lose weight. But even if it doesn't make you lose weight, and I believe it can make people lose weight because restricting the amount of time that you have to eat definitely works. But even if it doesn't make you lose weight, it definitely can help you normalize your blood sugar and push back from all the adverse metabolic consequences of insulin resistance and metabolic syndrome. Great study. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, 877-726-8255 for our network. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter your body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline. 
but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R dot com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. Lots to talk about uh, this weekend, including what you have on your mind. 877-726-8255, our number. And you can call in with questions or comments. Uh, they're welcome. But 877-726-8255 is the number to call anytime during the week. If a question should occur to you, maybe you're busy during the program, you know, you're multitasking, you're driving, you're cleaning the house, and you can't call in. But you can record a question, as did this individual. Let's hear it. One book says cheeses are good for hypothyroidism. Another book that was published three years ago says, no, 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 no cheeses. <laughs> who is right and who is wrong? That's the question. Okay, that you know, that's kind of a weird question. Is does does dairy have an impact on the thyroid? And so at first when I you know, because I have a chance to preview these questions. I saw that question. I said, well, you know, that's, nah, I'm just going to say, nah, there's no evidence that cheese has any impact whatsoever on hypothyroidism. But then uh, I did a little more research because I don't have to answer these recorded questions off the cuff. And a couple of things came up is, first of all, if you take dairy with your thyroid medication, uh, you can actually interfere with the absorption of your thyroid medication. Uh, that's been demonstrated in a study uh, from endocrine.org. The headline here is cow's milk interferes with the absorption of thyroid supplement levothyroxine. That's uh, otherwise known as Synthroid, uh, L-thyroxine. It's the generic form. And what they say here is that these findings support previous research showing that calcium supplements can interfere with levothyroxine absorption. Uh, so uh, the idea, though, is that you want to time your intake of thyroid medication, if you're taking thyroid medication, away from food consumption or supplement consumption, particularly things that contain calcium, because they can interfere with your thyroid medication. Okay, that's if you're taking thyroid medication. But is cow's milk beneficial or harmful for the thyroid? And I found an interesting uh, angle here because earlier we talked about forever chemicals, uh, PFAS. Uh, there are many chemicals that are being unleashed into our environment, uh, tens of thousands of them, uh, including what are called dioxins. And uh, dioxins have been linked to thyroid dysfunction. Uh, they, they said there was a higher prevalence of hypothyroidism in adults uh, when looking at exposure to dioxins. High levels of dioxins correlated with higher blood levels of TSH. TSH being something where the higher it is, the lower your thyroid is. It's what's called a reflex test. Uh, Although more research on how dioxins affect thyroid function is needed, efforts to reduce exposure to dioxins and other toxic chemicals could help to reduce the risk of thyroid dysfunction and improve public health outcomes. Okay. Uh, dioxins are created by improper incineration of plastics and other industrial products, municipal incineration, forest fires, and even burning of backyard trash. Chemicals fall to earth and become part of the food chain, 
when ingested by wildlife and farm animals. Hmm. Like dairy cows? It says here the dioxins usually find a home in the fat cells of animals and are then secreted in dairy products such as milk and cheese. Okie dokie. Wow, wow, wow. They say that more than 90% of human exposure to dioxins is through food, in particular uh, dairy products and also marbled milk. And if you go to uh, the EPA website, the Environmental Protection website, uh, there's an article entitled Evaluation of Dioxin in U.S. Cow's Milk. Milk fat is likely to be among the highest dietary sources of exposure to persistent bioaccumulative and toxic uh, PBT uh, contaminants. Uh, PBT is an acronym for dioxin. Nationwide samples were collected from dairy plants in 45 locations, estimated to represent 20% of the U.S. milk supply in July of 2000. The levels of all chemicals were determined to be below their detection limits in all samples, but uh, they did find that uh, there were higher levels of dioxin in dairy products. So is it possible that through high consumption of milk and cheese that you could be exposed to dioxins? That is a potential negative effect of dairy products. And then also there's a possibility that, you know, on the theory that autoimmune disorders like um, hypothyroidism, autoimmune hypothyroidism, uh, could be related to uh, food intolerances, particularly to foods like wheat and dairy. Uh, hence, the recommendation that people with uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune condition, go on the autoimmune paleo diet, which is sort of the prehistoric diet before the advent of cultivation of grains and before the domestication of animals for dairy products. And there is a possibility that for some who suffer from autoimmune hypothyroidism, that a paleo diet without dairy could be beneficial. Should you use dairy to encourage thyroid production? I'm pretty sure that there's not a lot of evidence for that. But uh, if anybody has evidence to that effect, I'd be happy to review it and share it. 877-726-8255. You know, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Sometimes questions like those trigger fascinating answers. All right. If fatigue sometimes holds you back, and for whom is that not an issue, studies show that your cellular health may start to decline as early as 25 years of age. And that's because of something called mitochondrial decline. That's the energy factory within your cell that is responsible for all the functions of your body, including your subjective experience of fatigue. Well, studies have shown that empty factor reduces fatigue by almost half and it also reduces some of the, some of the impact of aging NT factor is available in a variety of formulations tailored to your specific needs there's full spectrum vitamin mineral formulas like propax with NT factor there are immune support formulas there's targeted nutrition then there's pure NT factor that you can add to whatever supplement regimen you're already taking i use the NT factor powder there's also uh NT factor lozenges that are handy you can take them when you travel I've been using NT Factor for years and prescribe it for my patients. You can find the NT Factor line of nutritional formulas at your favorite health food store or online retailer or to order direct, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or check out their full range of products and order 
by going to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Okay, uh, let's talk about yet another benefit of omega-3 fatty acids. You know, one of the most uh, challenging conditions that we face for which there is no medical treatment. They're beginning to make a dent on this often invariably fatal condition, ALS, formerly known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh, it progressively robs people of their strength, ultimately affects the respiratory muscles. Uh, it is very devastating and progressive. And, and they are actually experimenting with certain drugs that may somewhat curtail the rapid progression of ALS. These are expensive drugs, drugs often with side effects, uh, but we're beginning to better understand ALS and various forms of ALS. Some of these drugs work only in certain forms of ALS, not in others. There's a simple nutritional intervention that has been tied to slower ALS progression, and that is omega-3 fatty acids. In a new study, this is an 18-month study period, ALS patients with the highest levels of something called ALA, that's alpha-linolenic acid. It's the vegetarian precursor to EPA and DHA. It's found in nuts and seeds, particularly in flax oil. If you take flax oil supplements, you're going to get a lot of alpha-linolenic acid or ALA. Over an 18-month study period, check this out. ALS patients with the highest levels of ALA had a 50% lower risk of death, cut desk in half, compared with those with the lowest ALA levels. Now, Keep in mind that this is not an intervention study. This is not a study where they took ALS patients and they gave them alpha-linolenic acid or they gave them EPA plus DHA and fish oil capsules. But it really deserves attention. The findings extend early work that suggested increased dietary intake of omega-3s, particularly ALA, may decrease ALS risk. Uh, so... The researchers are quoted as saying these findings, along with the previous research, suggest that this fatty acid may have neuroprotective effects that could benefit people with ALS. Now, the question is, is it all about ALA? Does it have to be alpha-linolenic acid? Well, they also found that levels of EPA, eicosapentaenoic acid, and linoleic acid, which is an omega-6, also were associated with lower mortality risk during the follow-up. So, hey, you know... Something's happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear, and uh, they need to do more research. Uh, they need what are termed double-blind placebo-controlled trials, giving people alpha-linolenic acid or, and or EPA or a cocktail of uh, essential fatty acids to see if indeed this could be a successful intervention against ALS. Remember, it's not a cure, but to slow progression and reduce the chance of dying over an 18-month period. That's not something to sneeze at. 877-726-8255, remember, I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. We put the power in probiotics. We were the first to emphasize the importance of postbiotic metabolites in creating and maintaining the biodiversity of flora in the gut microbiome for optimal digestion, gut brain, immune, and hormonal health. Multi-year fermentation is key in producing the postbiotic metabolites that are found in exceptional probiotics like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Healthy fruits and vegetables are fermented 
resulting in over 500 postbiotic metabolites for optimum digestive and immune support. So don't rely on a simple claim that the product has 50 billion or more CFUs. That is not the hallmark of how to gauge a powerful probiotic. Instead, look for diversity. Look for fermentation. Look for postbiotics. Look for Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are certified vegetarian and free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics today at fine health retailers everywhere and online. If you're suffering from a serious health challenge or just want to protect your good health, I want to tell you about Metatrol Fermented Wheat Germ Extract from American Biosciences. Imagine every cell in your body working at peak performance, achieving enhanced energy, quality of life, and optimal immune system performance. More than 50 research articles in peer-reviewed medical journals describe fermented wheat germ extracts remarkable health benefits in a wide range of serious health challenges. Metatrol is the most potent fermented wheat germ extract ever produced, and it's the only one that's gluten free. Just two Metatrol capsules daily supports your immune system, cellular health, and energy production. Rescue your mitochondrial function and optimize your energy with Metatrol fermented wheat germ extract. For more information and to order, go to theharmonycompany.com. That's theharmonycompany.com or call 800-422-5518. 800-422-5518. Use coupon code HOFFMAN20 at checkout and get a 20% first-time discount and free shipping. That's theharmonycompany.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, our number 877-726-8255. And I just want to mention that um, when we talk about supplements, well, you can shop hundreds of curated vetted supplements in my full script dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements and some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. And you can be sure of quality and you can be sure that they've not been tampered with or that they're counterfeit buying through Fullscript offers reliable, fast, free shipping, and it's where I get my supplements and where I recommend that my patients get their supplements, drhoffmanstore.com. 877-726-8255 is available to you 24-7, 365, and some people have availed themselves of the opportunity by recording questions like this one. Let's Do hear. you provide a list of cancer-fighting food, healthy, and, and what fights the cancer cells? Okay, that is a really interesting question. And do I provide a list? Well, you know, I've written many articles about uh, natural things that fight cancer. And if you go to drhoffman.com and you plug in uh, cancer-fighting foods into the index, you can probably find several articles. But let me just state that, you know, let's look at the opposite proposition. What are foods that increase the risk of cancer? Well, number one, uh, it's been demonstrated that foods that are full of chemicals and environmental toxins uh, can contribute to cancer. So therefore, it's best to strive to eat organic, uh, have natural foods whenever possible. Uh, look at the ingredients list because uh, even some of the permitted ingredients, some we just found out, for example, that Splenda uh, may uh, deliver some metabolites uh, which have the potential at high doses to increase the risk of cancer. So you just don't eat chemicalized food, uh, don't eat uh, processed food, ultra-processed food definitely is associated with the risk of cancer because number one, it's loaded with sugar. And sugar uh, is probably a worse culprit uh, for cancer than, say, the much maligned saturated fat. Uh, saturated fat uh, debatably may have a role for some people in heart disease. But when it comes to cancer, 
Uh, very little suggests that saturated fat per se is the problem. Of course, saturated fat can sometimes sequester toxic chemicals. So if you're having lots and lots of poor quality meat, uh, there may be toxic chemicals in the meat that are associated with the saturated fat. But when it comes to studies that look at, for example, the risk of breast cancer, it's not so much that uh, protein foods and animal fats are associated with that, but carbohydrates. In a big Italian study, uh, they found that increased intake of starches, specifically pasta, were associated with higher risk of breast cancer. And it makes sense because whatever foods make you fat uh, increase the risk of cancer because overweight uh, promotes inflammation and the inflammation ultimately can cause cells to go haywire and cancer can develop. So, you know, those are some specific guidelines, you know, or uh, general guidelines rather. Uh, don't eat processed food. Don't eat too much high calorie food. Maintain your weight. Uh, things like that. Now it's been demonstrated that fiber, uh, specifically uh, soluble fiber that helps the microbiome may be helpful against certain gastrointestinal cancers. That's pretty clear. So eat your fruits and vegetables, uh, eat, you know, flax lignans. Flax lignans specifically may have anti-hormonal cancer effects. Uh, I always try to sprinkle some flax in my salad or put it in a shake, uh, put it over dessert. That's one of the primary can uh, cancer-fighting foods. Garlic and cruciferous vegetables, the whole category. Onions, shallots, leeks, these have uh, anti-cancer effects. You can take supplements like kyolic aged garlic extract, but you know also include uh, lots of uh, allium vegetables in your diet. Uh, make sure you have a lot of cruciferous vegetables because cruciferous vegetables have specific compounds like uh, diendylmethane, and sulforaphane, which have anti-cancer properties. Uh, then you want to also include uh, lots of foods that are rich in the polyphenols. They're beneficial for all parts of the body. They're beneficial for the brain, uh, but also may have anti-cancer effects. So, you know, eat the rainbow. Eat uh, multicolored, uh, high-fiber food, fresh, organic uh, fruits and vegetables, not fruits, not to an excess, because if you go overboard on fruits, uh, you're going to increase your blood sugar, which itself is a risk for cancer. Um, when it comes to uh, dairy products, there's some controversy about dairy products. Some uh, folks say that dairy products may increase the risk of hormonal cancers, but that may be because conventional dairy uh, may uh, sequester high amounts of industrial chemicals or even deliberate additives, hormones that are designed to increase milk production. And those may act also not just on animals, but on the breast tissue, the uterine tissue, the prostate tissue, and so on. Uh, there's also evidence that uh, tomatoes may have specific benefits. So lycopene, for example, uh, has been shown to be helpful against colon cancer and has been shown to be helpful uh, against prostate cancer and possibly other malignancies. Uh, foods that deliver vitamin D may be helpful, although... Uh, maybe it's not such a great idea to have lots and lots of fortified dairy uh, because of the downsides of dairy, but vitamin D supplementation can have a positive effect against cancer. There's also some good information about uh, the omega-3 fatty acids, which you get from nuts uh, and also from oily sea fish that may have anti-cancer potential. And, uh, you know, then there are the beneficial compounds that you find in uh, beans, nuts, and seeds that may have anti-cancer effects. The 
plant phytosterols and the polyphenols that are present there and the fiber, of course, that's an excellent prebiotic. So, uh, you know, potentially, you know, there's such a universe of things out there that are beneficial. Perhaps I've missed some things that astute listeners can point out. But I think that pretty much uh, covers the territory when it comes to uh, cancer prevention. There's some evidence that uh, soy, natural soy, not processed soy, uh, may have cancer protective effects. It's not clear whether once you have cancer, taking lots and lots of soy can combat the cancer. But uh, Asian populations that consume lots and lots of soy, far lower incidence of prostate cancer and breast cancer. So there may be something to that as well. All right, thanks for uh, joining us this hour. We have lots more time next hour for your questions, 877-726-8255, and we'll cover a lot of more topics. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. You're listening to the weekend edition of Intelligent Medicine. 